as you're as we're talking about all the different gifts and we just talked about hospitality earlier this can definitely be an issue because if one person is like well we're supposed to be hospitable and you use the gifts against each other you can't do that in a marriage yes we are supposed to be hospitable but we're also supposed to be discerning because god asks us to protect our marriage and our family first yeah and so i had to learn that and i was my mercy gift outweighed my discernment gift initially and then as god grew me in understanding discernment then because i did feel bad about thinking bad it wasn't me thinking it was god giving me discernment about the person and so i did have to learn and grow in that and i think in all these gifts we have to learn and grow in them and really stay connected to the holy spirit but discernment is a very helpful gift it can keep you out of a lot of trouble with people and situations Um, and so i think yeah being willing to listen to each other hear each other out is super important well howdy Mark and Grace Driscoll are welcome back to the Real Marriage Podcast. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us the honor of hopefully making a deposit in your life, marriage, and family. In this season, we're dealing with spiritual gifts. And what we're wanting to know is what is your divine design? How has God made you? What has He taught you? What has He imparted to you? What has He entrusted to you and your spouse? And how do you put your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your callings, your burdens together to minister to one another and your family and to minister together through your marriage and family to other marriage and families. And we're dealing with um, serving gifts and then speaking gifts. And all of this is in a uh, free ebook that I've written for. It's around 100 pages. And let me say, it's a real book. It's filled with a lot of practical content. It's very helpful. Thank you, my friend, (laughs) with the gift of encouragement over there. You can text GIFTS to 31996, text GIFTS to 31996, and we will send it to you. This episode, we're going to deal with the spiritual gift of discernment from 1 Corinthians 12.10. The spiritual gift of discernment is the ability to quickly perceive whether such things as people, events, or beliefs are from God and Satan. Everything God creates, Satan counterfeits. And so is it what God created or what Satan counterfeited? And uh, I'm going to start with a story. So many or most of you have probably heard of the great Protestant reformer, Martin Luther, German guy. We had a great trip to Germany a few years ago. We got to go to Wartburg Castle, Wartburg Castle where he was encountered by the devil, threw an inkwell at him. We went to his house. Uh, we we traced sort of some of the, the Luther historical locations. Now, the story of Martin Luther is this. He was a monk, Catholic, really believed largely salvation by works, not by grace through faith in Christ was tormenting himself, uh, reading the Bible, trying to be perfect. He was in confession all the time because he knew how much he fell short, and he didn't understand God's grace. And then he was studying in the book of Romans, where it quotes the Old Testament book of Habakkuk, and it says that the righteous are saved by faith. And he just talks about literally that was like the switch that the Holy Spirit used to flip him from death to life and to give him full understanding of what is now known as justification by faith, that the way we are made right with and righteous in the sight of God is solely by trusting in the finished work of Jesus and contributing no works of our own merit. And then he became one of the most significant men in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, And his teaching became legendary. He began writing 
um, translating the Bible and writing theological treaties and tracts and, uh, and also writing songs. And so Luther was very, very familiar with Satan and demons. He had spiritual gift of discernment. And uh, there's an entire book called Luther, Man Between God and the Devil, that just goes through his writings in his Table Talk magazine, his sermons, his theological writings, uh, his tracts, where he talks about Satan and demons all the time because he encountered Satan and demons all the time. He wrote of the devil uh, more times than the Bible, gospel, grace, and prayer. The dude had a lot to say about the demonic. <laughs> he also had multiple encounters and visits from the devil, including in the Wartburg Castle in Germany, where he was hiding out. His life was threatened, and he was translating the Bible to the common language of the people of the day. And And Satan showed up in the room, and he threw an inkwell at him, and it splattered against the wall. Um, Martin Luther was very, very, very familiar with Satan and demons. He even wrote, a song called A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Mm. And in it, he talks about um, the battle raging against Satan and demons. And his wife, Catherine, had this supernatural ability as well. We'll tell you a little bit more about her in a future episode. But she was very spiritually discerning. When Luther would bring certain people into their home, she would say, I don't trust them. And she was usually right. Um, when there were times that he was going out to speak, there were times that she warned him in the spirit of danger, and they both had spiritual gift of discernment. And so, honey, maybe to help folks figure out whether or not they or their spouse have spiritual gift of discernment, give them some some questions that they can consider. Yeah. So do you often make a swift evaluation of someone or something that was said that others did not see? but yet proved to be correct? So are you quick to analyze something or sense something, maybe have a gut feeling about people or things that proves to be right most of the time? This is different than judgment or judging someone or something. Just a critical something. spirit. Yes. It's actual sense that you can tell the Lord is behind it. It's not based on a fear or a, um, or a critical spirit. Um, do you have a solid understanding of Scripture and a sensitivity to the leading of God the Holy Spirit? Can you read a book or hear a teacher and almost immediately uncover any false teaching? Um, maybe you have felt a special responsibility to protect the truth of God's word by exposing that which is wrong. And sometimes people have the gift of discernment. They can just sense the presence of the demonic in the same way they can sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's like, oh, the Holy Spirit is here. He's in this conversation. He's in this mm -hmm. church ministry or this is dark. This is a spirit of darkness. Mm -hmm. This is a demonic deception. Mm -hmm. um, people with a gift of discernment, and it's a spiritual gift from the Holy Spirit, uh, they know that sometimes Satan and demons will counterfeit. So for a shepherd, there's a wolf. For a teacher, there's a false teacher. Mm -hmm. For sound doctrine, there is um, false doctrine. Mm -hmm. And they can discern not only beliefs, but also behaviors and also motives. Um, and Paul talks a lot about this. He talks about false teachers, false prophets, false apostles, false doctrines. And these are people who also, you need to be very, very careful. For every spiritual gift, there is a shadow side. Mm -hmm. People with the gift of discernment, they can become jaded. Mm -hmm. They can have a critical spirit. 
They can be distrusting and they can be proud. They can be judgmental and they can be self-righteous. Right. Because I was right so many times, I'm always right. Right. Or when I said that that person was false, that means that every person I say is false, I'm equally true. And, uh, and knowledge puffs up. And sometimes the spiritual gift of discernment, if you don't have also the fruit of the Spirit, which is humility and love and joy, you can become a person who is very arrogant, proud, defiant of authority, strongly independent, very self-righteous and judgmental, uh, and you feel like it is your job to hold everyone accountable mm -hmm. or to be the critic or to be the complaint department. So you need to be very careful that the that the spiritual gift of discernment is also congruent with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, pace, patience, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And so, you know, for those of you that have the gift of discernment, I'm just warning you, you're some of the most difficult people. <laughs> some of the most horrible people have the gift of discernment. And it's just weird to me because they can discern everyone but themselves. Well, oftentimes with the gift of discernment, I know this because of me, I have the gift of discernment. And before I understood the gift of discernment and before I healed up from my own personal wounds, it was easier for me discern, to discern other people's issues and not deal with my own. And so for me, I, I had- I know a guy that called this plank spat. <laughs> <laughs> I had things I needed to heal from, I needed to repent of, I needed to deal with so that I could actually be helpful with the gift of discernment. And it was attached to the Holy Spirit instead of my own spirit of hurt or whatever was behind it or pride. So it is, it can be a very harmful gift when it's not attached to the Holy Spirit and when it's um, attached to brokenness. brokenness from the past. So we all need to heal up from our past, but especially with this gift, it can be a very dangerous one because you can do a lot of hurt to people. And uh, Larry Osborne, who we love, he's a pastor that we appreciate. He says that the Bible must be um, a mirror for you before it is binoculars right. for them. Yeah. And oftentimes people with the gift of discernment, they will want to use the Bible as binoculars to look at the failures, life, doctrine, beliefs, behaviors, motives of others. But first and foremost, it has to be a mirror. Mm. And so if you have the gift of discernment, you need to use it first on yourself. That's right. You need to ask, is there any brokenness in me, any bitterness in me, any jaded critical spirit in me, any self-righteousness in me, any pride in me, any control in me? Mm -hmm. uh, if so, before I use this gift for others, I need to use it for myself so that when I use it for them, they're getting the the the, the version in the spirit, in love, not in the flesh, mm -hmm. uh, which is unloving. But uh, so do you think you have the gift of discernment, spiritual yes. gift of discernment? Okay, explain that. Um, so I oftentimes have a sense about people or a situation that we're in. Just a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I used to just think, oh, it's probably just me. And so over time of, of sensing that, um, God has taught me to mature in that gift and, and to learn that it's actual discernment. Now, what I do with that also matters. So if I'm abrupt in discerning that and then speaking in that discernment, and not waiting and praying and watching, then I can get into trouble. And again, that can be harmful to people. So when I discern something, I generally 
confirm with the Lord or with wise counsel, you know, I, you can, you don't want to use it for gossip either about people, especially. And so I, I generally go to the Lord. I pray through it. I ask him to confirm, you know, if this is a right sense or not. Um, I, I wait if, if at all possible, unless it's a harmful situation and it's someone that needs to be removed, I wait, I pray, I ask the Lord how I can use that discernment with that person if he would at, want me to speak into their life or if it's just so that I can merely pray for that person. Um, sometimes it's used to guard or protect. Um, so I generally continue to listen to the Lord, even if I feel it in a moment, I wait and pray about it so that I'm not acting um Oh, apart from the Holy Spirit. So when, when the gift of discernment kicks in, let's say it's regarding a person, you know, oftentimes people that don't have the gift of discernment, it's always green light. I just love everybody. I trust everybody. Everybody's innocent until proven guilty. Everybody's close until they prove unsafe. People with a gift of discernment, they tend to start in the yellow or the red. Mm -hmm. Meaning um, if they start in the red, it's like, I, I, I don't trust people until I get to know them. Or the yellow is... It could go either way, but I'm not going to start with high trust. And so if you have the gift of discernment, um, you are a person who probably has seen enough in the behaviors and beliefs of others that you're not going to perhaps start completely um, closed, but you're going to be cautious. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I believe this is uh, very significant in the ministry and the life of Jesus. Uh, it says... Uh, it says that Jesus didn't trust them because he knew about people. No one needed to tell him about human nature for he knew what was in a person's heart. Mm -hmm. And so when it's talking about Jesus, it says he looks at people and he doesn't trust everybody. He doesn't distrust everybody. The Holy Spirit gives him the supernatural ability to see what's in their heart. And as a result, he treats different people differently because mm -hmm. of the different things that are in their heart. And so if you're a person with mercy or compassion and that's your gift, the gift of discernment is going to seem mean to you. It's going to seem judgmental, unloving. Well, come on, you need to think the best. You need to believe the best. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes this is where even in a marriage, the person with a gift of encouragement or mercy and the person with a gift of discernment, they can butt heads about, well, we should be friends with them. No, we shouldn't. We should have mm -hmm. them over for Christmas. No, we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And this is where your gifts, are, actually, they create tension, but they make better decisions if you work together. That's right. Um, do you think I have the gift of discernment? Uh, I think that you didn't always understand it, but I think that you, yeah, you've definitely acquired, God has given you that. So I think, honey, I would say um, you are stronger in discernment with people. Mm-hmm. I, because I feel like I deserve hell, I should be on fire right now. That's what <laughs> should be happening today. And God has given me so much grace. I tend to have a lot of hope for the power of the gospel. So I like to give people a chance. Mm -hmm. um, and, but my discernment is probably higher when it comes to doctrine and belief. Mm -hmm. Now you're doctrinally discerning. I'm not saying right. you're not. But I can read an argument, hear a sermon, read right. a book, and know that's right, that's wrong, that's accurate, that's inaccurate. That's within the guardrails of mm -hmm. Christian orthodoxy. That is scraping up against right. that boundary. That is flipped over into the ditch. And so I, I can sniff out a heretic like a drug dog at the airport. <laughs> I can just yes, semi-Pelagian, <laughs> universalist, woke joke folk. I can just smell them coming. 
but for you with people. And this used to cause us some tension early on because someone would come along and you'd be like, I don't know why. I just don't, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. feel so good about them. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't oftentimes early in our marriage, I'd be like, okay, so give me a reason. And I would want you to give me evidence. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't evidence, there was instinct. Right. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, he lives in your gut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you can't suppress your gut. You need to pay attention to your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And what I realized over time was that your gut was remarkably accurate. <laughs> I'll never forget, we were doing college ministry. We were newly married. And there was somebody who came in. It was a gal and and uh, she performed musically. And you just walked up. You're like, do not meet ever alone with her. Do not get caught in a side conversation with her. I was like, why? You're like, I don't know. I, there's just something there. I just don't feel right about it. Just the spidey senses are tingling <laughs> in grace. And it was sometime later, she committed adultery on her husband, got caught and ran off with another man. Mm-hmm. And so there are times where, you know, the gift of discernment says, I don't have a reason, um, but I but I have a wrestling. Yeah. And they don't need a case. So within that, just give it some time. You know, we don't wish the best, or excuse me, the worst for people. We hope the best for people. But give it some time and see if that's not accurate or true. Mm-hmm. And what I found with you over the years is you're usually pretty bullseye. <laughs> so now practically it would be like before we're going to be friends with a couple, we're going to get to know both of them and your voice is going to matter greatly. Before we let people into our home or our life or close to us, um, your voice is going to be turned up to 10 before we hire somebody at the church or at the real faith ministry. Your voice matters greatly. And this is where it's not good to be alone and we're better together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as you're, as we're talking about all the different gifts and we just talked about hospitality earlier, this can definitely be an issue because if one person is like, well, we're supposed to be hospitable and you use the gifts against each other, you can't do that in a marriage. Yes, we are supposed to be hospitable, but we're also supposed to be discerning because God asks us to protect our marriage and our family first. Yeah. And so I had to learn that. And I was my mercy gift outweighed my discernment gift initially. And then as God grew me in understanding discernment, then, because I did feel bad about thinking bad, it wasn't me thinking, it was God giving me discernment about the person. And so I did have to learn and grow in that. And I think in all these gifts, we have to learn and grow in them and really stay connected to the Holy Spirit. But discernment is a very helpful gift. It can keep you out of a lot of trouble with people and situations. And um, and so I think, yeah, being willing to listen to each other, hear each other out is super important. And I think it could protect your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, if one of you has the gift of discernment, it may be to protect your children That's from right. abuse or harm. Yep. And it's like, they want to go stay at our friend's house. I don't feel good about them staying the night at that house mm-hmm. or at this age. Or, or they, you know, they want to go on vacation with this family. Ah, something in my gut says no. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have brokenness or trauma in your past that's unhealed, you could be a very fearful person or maybe right. even bordering on a paranoid person. We're not talking about that. Right. We're talking about a healthy version of you. Um, but yeah, sometimes that gift is given to keep people out of harm's way. And so mm-hmm. if you have the gift of discernment, it's not that you're judging someone, it's that you're protecting someone. Oh, in Philippians 1, 9 and 10, Paul said, it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So the purpose of discernment 
is that we will have knowledge and discernment to approve what is excellent and pure. So it gives us the ability to know what that even is. People, ideas, Mm -hmm. churches, ministries, uh, people who lack discernment, what I find is, is that evil people really destroy them. Yeah. Because if you lack discernment, you could welcome evil, dangerous, even abusive or violent or manipulative or controlling people into your life. And you're like, well, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. And that's where if, if you love someone and you have the gift of discernment, you put an arm around them, you're like, you shouldn't date that person. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't go into business with that person. You shouldn't be roommates with that person. You, you know, you should not give a lot of data and information to that person. You shouldn't be lending money to that person. You shouldn't be doing the holidays with that person Mm -hmm. uh, because that's not best for you. Mm -hmm. Now, the evil person will just say, well, what's the problem? Well, it's because it works for them, but it doesn't work for you. And the person with the gift of discernment, you need to know that healthy youths of the gift of discernment it is a loving way to protect people from evil and harm. Mm, that's right. And that's the appropriate and right use mm-hmm. of that um, of that spiritual gift. And we see this as well in uh, the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks at Judas and he has discernment. And what he says is, you, you go do what you're going to do. Yeah. And he looks at Peter and he has discernment. He's like, well, you're going to blow it, but we'll straighten it out. Yeah. Jesus was able to discern that even in a moment where Judas and Peter both fail him, Judas didn't love him, but Peter did. And Judas wasn't going to change, but Peter would. And discernment is not just to make a judgment about where someone is. It's also to have some understanding of where they're going to be after they continue the process that they're in. And so sometimes discernment leads to a process where somebody's not in a good place, but by discerning that and being honest, it gets them into a process where they end in a good place. And that's Peter. He denied Christ. He wrecked everything. Jesus said, I knew this was going to happen, but we got a process for you. And before all is said and done, you're going to be a better version of you. So discernment doesn't have to be an eternal judgment. Uh, It was for Judas, but it also can be an opportunity to pivot, to repent, and to change. And that's with the gift of discernment. What's hard is when people aren't teachable um, and you're discerning something and you want better for them, but if they're not teachable and don't want that for themselves then you have to back away and pray. So lastly, what if somebody's in a marriage and one person has the gift of discernment and the other does? The person that doesn't have the gift, what would be most healthy and helpful for them? Uh, For them to consider from the spouse that does have discernment what they're saying and pray about it together and see if God wouldn't help give you a sense of the same thing. But if not, trust that and go with it so that it saves you from harm. Cool. Why don't you pray for them? Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of discernment so that we can be saved from harm and trouble. Um, We have enough of that in this world. So I pray that our gift of discernment would be attached to your Holy Spirit, that it would be done out of, used out of love, and that in our marriages, Lord, that it would just help protect our marriage, that it would bring unity into our marriage, and that we would appreciate that gift in each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 